Aloha. And welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson coming to you from Upper Kapoho at Leia's place on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! Yay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we are, what are we, like a couple weeks into the isolation thing that most of the world has been it seems it seems like anyways i mean really what is most of the world you have a perception of some news that's saying some stuff <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff. yeah uh drive around and some places are closed some people are not coming out lots of people are not coming out and it's fun. Yeah. Right? So it's not plenty of parking. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah, it's very relaxing. It's like who's not having fun, you know? Your spirit is always having fun, always. No matter what you think, you think you're not having fun. You think I don't like this. I'm not having fun. Maybe you're having an argument with someone. You're like, oh, I don't like this. This isn't fun. But your spirit is always having fun, which means that you can have fun too, no matter what the circumstances seem to be. The circumstances actually are not, and I've said it before, I'll say it lots more times, I'm sure. There's nothing here. There's nothing happening here, really. The circumstances that you have a projection of are a projection of a feeling. They're a projection of a feeling of separation. That's all. The circumstances that you get thinking that are your own circumstances, that are the circumstances of your life, they're meaningless. They're not really there. And because of that, they're super changeful too. They can change in any moment. See? We're having even a perception of like a whole worldwide thing going on. The power of the mind is to change anything in an instant. Anything. So it's not a matter of, of what you see. It's not a matter of what you see dictating what you believe, but the other way around. You know, what you believed, what you wanted to see is what you see. It's a sense of separation being played out. Yay. So when you take it as, oh, I made this up. This is what I wanted to see. This is exactly what I wanted. You're... You're open to, you're open to a new expression. You're open to allowing this, this illusory sense of intensity, maybe, or anger or frustration or boredom or anything like that. Allowing this sense to teach your mind, to teach your mind what the thoughts are doing to you. Now, one of my friends was asking me, how do I stop reacting to people? Like when people are, are telling me 
how dangerous I'm being because of the things that I say, how dangerous I am because of the things that I say, how do I stop being so reactive to them? Well, that's not really up to you because your reactions are play are playing out of a feeling. So, you know, the, the clarity comes in watching, not in trying to maneuver your own body or maneuver your own words or manufacture how you're going to do it, but actually watching. Because whatever you have a perception of yourself doing any reaction or anything is the past playing out. So it's not a matter of trying to get yourself to give the right, correct response, but it's watching how you do react in the recognition that you made this. Or at least willingness, you know, it starts with willingness to recognize, I made this. See? And, and you made it for learning. So you can use it for learning. And that's why the feeling, that the upset feeling is such a blessing because it shows you right there what you are doing to yourself by believing the thought. I mean... Look, it's a it's a feeling that's a projection of a thought. None of these feelings are really real. They're just projection of a thought. The feeling is also made of thought. So the thought gets projected as a feeling. And what people normally do is resist that feeling instead of get the feeling and use it as a teacher. Use it as a guide. See, people go into judgment, oftentimes of themselves and also of other people, you know, going into, going into judgment automatically about how your behavior is. Even analyzing is already judgment. Even analyzing your behavior. You know, you're asked to be a happy learner because that will allow learning to occur. That's what will allow <laughs> learning to occur. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get it if you don't want it. You're not going to get that teaching if you don't want it. And remember, you know, you don't really have anything to learn. You could say the teaching is for consciousness or for the ego or something like that. You don't really have anything to learn. But you taught this consciousness. You taught this ego who you are. Okay. So it's just showing you who it thinks you are based on what you taught it. <laughs> so now you're teaching in the opposite direction. You know, if you're following this, you're teaching in the opposite direction. You're undoing that teaching. Uh, but you're always teaching from one guide to the other guide or the other guide. It's like you're, you're teaching from fear. You're teaching from love, but you're always teaching your mind. See? You know, he's teaching your ego and your consciousness who you are. So it comes back and it shows you who you taught it that you are. And there's nothing bad or wrong about that. Do you see that? Do you see how it's not a guilty thing? It's not a guilty thing. You, you know, you thought you were limited. You thought you were, you thought you could be threatened by something. You know... You thought that you separating yourself from reality made you a target of God's punishment. You're not really. You're not really. 
but you taught yourself that, so the ego is playing it out for you. All the things that we perceive here. There's nothing else going on. That's why anything that comes up, whether it be a pandemic or an argument with a family member, you know, I've heard, uh, I've heard about this lately, people having arguments in their homes because now they're hanging out with their <laughs> peeps all the time. <laughs> you know, arguments in their home. Well, we sure are arguing a lot, you know. It's it's like once you once you have that um once you once you kind of get that knack that you know that emotional IQ, you're not going to have any. You're just not going to have any. Someone might come up with an argument with you, but it's like not a problem for you. You don't engage in it and it's just not an argument. There's just no problem. You can, you know, you can have all kinds of chaos going on around you and you don't have to engage. But if you do find yourself engaging, just watch and notice that you don't really have to engage. <laughs> and kind of laugh about it because it's funny. You know, it's the only, only reason what justifies engaging what justifies engaging is feeling threatened. So watch that. Watch it. You'll, you'll see for yourself. You'll see for yourself if you watch it. What is justifying that? What is justifying me getting engaged with this? Upset, argument, oh, judgment, right. whatever. <laughs> You're right. I know. Isn't that awesome? So you could just watch that. Well, you first get into defensiveness. You want to defend yourself. But then it's like you say, it's the, the thing to do is to say, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. What mm -hmm. you're saying about me and don't have to say anything about yourself or defend or whatever. You just, yes. You just open up to receive whatever the person is giving you. And that's all that disarms the whole thing. Yep. And let yourself be natural. Don't try to do that. Mm -hmm. Watch, just watch, because in, in the and you know if you if you watch and it seems like you didn't do it right, great. That's what you're here for. Practice. <laughs> it's it's a and well you know the the practice you could say is seeing, you know, a willingness to be watchful to these things and especially watchful to how the ego makes you into. A, a a bad learner let's say you know where it's not like that at all it's like it, it's like you know you kind of get sleepy sometimes into the ego so then you won't you you know you won't you won't be there you won't be present and that's okay because you follow it in the following an ego thought that makes something feel stressful something feel threatened it makes you sleepy, sort of. So then, so then, when you when you engage, you don't you don't have the presence of mind, let's say, to make that choice in that moment. But but then, after the fact, after the fact, after you find yourself in that non-presence, watch how the judgments of the ego come up about it, you know. And remember to be a happy learner. 
You know, that's something that it, it's, it, it's something to be taken like, ah, what a relief. I don't have to beat myself up about this. And any thoughts about this are completely meaningless. See, it's just like immediately a sense of relief. And that's really, you know, you deserve it. <laughs> and it's only it's only in thinking that you can't have it that you don't get it i don't deserve it yeah you can't have it because you don't deserve it because you cut yourself off and now you have to go after your own joy go after your own happiness by making it somewhere in the world See, and that is a, the very nature of who you are is just pure joy. You can say the essence is joy. It's not really the nature. The essence of you is always having fun. And when, when the image of you seems to not be having fun, something has gone wrong in thought. If you thought against yourself. There's no way anything in the world can possibly make you, even make you think against yourself. It's the other way around. So that's why for me, I don't mind if I like something or don't like it. I don't mind. I could like it or not like it. Whatever it is, it could be used to make my heart glad. See? It's not used as something that can go against me. That includes, you know, some things that you think you want. Something that, things that you think you want to manifest. See? There's, there's nothing, there's no future and nothing coming. Let's just put it like that. It's not like that. It's not like there's, a, there's this um, two-dimensional two-dimensional timeline that's real <laughs> goes from past to future <laughs> it's not like that thing it's not like that at all that's something that we made up that's something that we make believe there isn't a future there isn't a future manifestation to strive for you may see something manifest and it may seem like the future, but if you make that your goal, if you make that your goal, you're relating with everyone in a way that wants to use them to get to your goal. That's how it works. When you want something in the world, you feel lonely, you feel like you need more of something. The people that you see, your mind's going to try to use them to get that thing. The people that you meet, your mind tries to use them to get that kind of sense of comfort. And they feel that. They feel that. Whether they're aware of it or not, it's sensed in their body's energy field. That's how it's like, it, it's like we're drawn together based on how we're perceiving. So if it's, a, so if, so if say someone wants to use some bodies 
to get some things accomplished. Okay, I need. I know I need to get some things accomplished here, and I can do by myself, so I'm going to need some bodies. See? And then... <laughs> And then the next thing you know, all of the thoughts start turning toward that. How am I going to get it? How am I going to get it? How am I going to get it? And the people that are attracted to that kind of vibration, the people that are attracted are also vibrating in a way that it's like, how can we have some kind of conflict relationship here? That's how they meet. That's how they meet. That's how we meet through using the using of bodies. We don't need any body. You know why? Because these bodies occur to us automatically. We don't have a choice. There's no choice in it. And if you're chasing after, if you're chasing after a body, it's a setup for despair. Oh, good. I found it. I found that one. I found that body. Maybe it's like, like the perfect life partner. Maybe it's a per perfect business person. You know, it's like the ego sees that as from the way the ego looks at it, a match made in heaven. so much relating people don't even see one another because they relate to each other as a body like what have you done see or oh you didn't return my text let's say <laughs> what have you <laughs> what have you not done <laughs> And the, the thing is, when you think you want something of the world, like say, uh, uh, oh, I really want to be able to go back to dancing or something like that. I really miss dancing. I really want to go. Okay. Missing, missing is a sign right away. You've thought of it against yourself. And it's so funny because people will go, I miss such and such. And people will agree. Like missing is valid. Like missing is as a real justification. It's a self attack every single time. You know, just that feeling. Look how it is. I miss that. Well, how can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> <laughs> See? There could there could be missing and missing could be fun. Look, there's a feeling behind every word. There's a feeling behind every thought. So, you know, if the ego speaks through your mind and says, I miss such and such, watch the sense of it. What's that sense? Is it serious? Is it sad? Then it doesn't mean anything. Hey, Shanti. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. I'm in your background. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you've been working out. You look awesome. 
Yay. <laughs> so I miss or I long, you know, I long for something. This is what I want. Even I have this vision. Even I have this vision. It's nothing. It means nothing. It's not relevant. It's like a it's like a block. It's like a block. It's like a blinder. It keeps you from knowing what it is that you really want. You know how you know what you really want? Moment to moment. You're asking and you're being shown moment to moment. You can't really grasp onto it because there's a perception, there's a perceived world. There's this sense that you want something in the world, but it's only one thing that you want. Nothing in the world is gonna give you that. It's just gonna set you up for wanting again. See, it's, it's kind of like, you could say it's kind of like wasting time if time was a real thing. It's like spending more time in suffering, basically. It's like, oh, I want to go around again. I want to go around with this wanting this thing. Oh, I really want. <sighs> no, you don't. No, you don't. It's fake. You don't want it. You want one thing. And everything else that shows you that you want it is like lying to you. Because you want it to. Because you want to keep the world up. It's a, it's like it's like this this whole this whole thing with all these different timelines just swirling around swirling around swirling around and what's keeping it up fear of not existing It's all that's holding it up fear of not existing And you know the ego should be very afraid of not existing because it doesn't exist <laughs> 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 but that's not who you are. <laughs> it thinks it exists. <laughs> yes, it thinks it exists. And that's the fear that's felt, though. It's felt like it's personal fear. The sense of threat, anything like that, it's, it's perceived as if it's a personal fear. But it's really the ego fear of finding out, you finding out, that it doesn't exist. It's interesting the way the way I see it, the way I see it, the way it's been shown to me is it's like um, when the world is starting to kind of fall away where you're starting to recognize, oh, it's just this swirling thing. And it'll be it'll be like a sense of fear, like, oh, shit. And then a sense of let me make that real again. And so every time there's like a trigger you know, you're feeling all peaceful and then you get a trigger or something. That's your mind reacting to, let me make this real again. Because if it just falls silent, like really peaceful, it falls really peaceful, it's not there. You'll see right through it. You'll see right, right through it and then you won't have this identity as a person. That's super scary. 
That's super scary for the ego. Okay, and let me tell you, you still have the identity of a person if you can perceive yourself in a body and you can perceive yourself other people in a body. So the ego will try to tell you, oh, you don't have an identity as a person anymore. Don't buy it. So there's that. There's so much hanging off of it. What? What's that? Is that because there's apparently so much, so many things hanging off of it? Well, it's just a world of separation. If you can perceive a world of separation, like there's a body over there and there's a body over here like that, which, you know, the, the body's eyes, that's what the body's eyes see. And that's what the body's eyes see until you don't, don't want that with your whole heart, that you don't want illusions anymore with your whole heart. See, that you're done with them. And then there's no... Every single illusion that arises is for that. And as you take them like that, as you take them like that, like that's what they're for. As you take them like that, it gets easier and easier to see. And more and more restful while you're in it. And you know, there's a fear in there. There's a major fear of losing this illusion. It's really every single fearful thing that arises for you, every frustration, every upset, every sickness, everything that arises for you is manifestation of that. You know, Jesus said, we're all born in sin, you know, and that's what he's pointing to with that. It's not like you're bad. It's not like you're bad, but in perceiving in this world, it's, a, it's like a perception of sin, which doesn't exist. If you say this kind of stuff to other people, you might find that they think you're uh, dangerous and they want to stop you from saying this kind of stuff. Just watch. Watch all of the reactions. Watch their reactions. Watch your reactions. You don't have to do anything different because you're not doing anything. Just watch. Naturally, naturally, you'll be able to communicate with people. It evolves all on its own. It takes you not making a judgment of yourself about it. Allowing the judgments, you know, you could say it's kind of like surrendering, surrendering your judgments so that the learning can happen. Because as long as you take it as if you've done it wrong, the learning cannot occur. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. soon as you start to analyze yourself or another person, you've gone. You've gone to sleep. <laughs> Just know you can wake up. Just ask. It's, a, it's instantaneous. When you ask sincerely, it's instantaneous.
people love to apply this kind of stuff to the illusion. Like if I ask this sincerely and I can get that, I can get that thing, you know, like manifesting and stuff like that. If I do it like this, then I can get it like this. And that's awesome for honing some skills. And then it's misdirected because it's directed at the world. It's directed at trying to get something in the world. So it's a setup for suffering. You can use that same skill that was developed to try to manifest things. <laughs> to look right through these sense, these senses like you're imprisoned at times. Get that feeling of the imprisonment, but know that it has no justification in reality. That allows those thoughts to be interpreted by the guide in you, the guide that knows who you are. Okay, The guide that knows who you are and also knows what you think you are. the same guide in everyone. It was given all of us. That guide was given all of us, which is only one of us, when we took on the thought that we were separate. If there's willingness to give over your thought of self-analyzing or analyzing another person, your guide will show you. Your guide will take it from you. Your guide will act for you, through you. And one guide or the other is going to act for you or through you. It's your spirit guide or what you can call the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it. Or the ego. It's always one or the other. You don't do anything. One or the other of these guides does it for you. Every moment, even in nighttime dreaming. And in watching how things are playing out, watching what choice, because you're actually choosing one guide or the other. So when you watch what your choice brings in the way of feeling, you watch what your choice brings, it brings you closer to making the choice that you really want to make, but we're feeling too fearful. So the choice was made for the ego instead. You always have a choice. That's the main thing to remember, that you always have a choice and you're always making a choice. Not between things, though. When you, when you agree with a thought that says that you had a choice between things, you're making a choice for the ego. <laughs> so the choice is always truth and illusion, love or fear. Yes, it's always between those two things. But look at how it seems like you have choices in the illusion. There will be like, I chose this and I chose that, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with saying it. But when you actually believe it, you don't see the choice that you really have and unconsciously make a choice for the ego. 
see. Well, we, we see the state of the world now, and I just don't see anything in it worth choosing for anymore. It's like the whole thing is just a complete illusion. Everyone's in an illusion of fear of disease and death. Everyone is? Well, the 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 uh, consensus trance, the the herd mentality, the the crowd is all being herded into this mindset, this fear porn. And what is what is there to want in this world? You just see that it just breeds this illusion, this fear, this this crippling uh, energy. Says my kingdom's not of this world. Seek first the kingdom. Go within. The kingdom is within. There's nothing out there to want, or you, you just see the results of what's out there. What happens out there? It's, this is the, the culmination of the the, the grand uh, culmination of this world we're experiencing right now. <laughs> Definitely, times like these are great for seeing that you didn't want it in the first place. What did I think I was going to get here? That's for sure. This is what we're getting. <laughs> That's all you can get from it, it turns out in the end. There's always, yes, it's, all, it's always set up like that. It's always set up like that. So, so what I'm talking about then is using your feelings, using those upset feelings. Because, you know, when you get a sense that the world is in turmoil, where does that come from where's that sense come from well i'm at i'm at peace you just see uh, the people well obviously not obviously not that's the thing if you have a perception of people who are not at peace that's coming from your body's energy field i know i've been saying this for years I know I have. Yeah, well, there's the appearance, but then, but then when you when I'm peaceful, then that generates more peace in the appearance of fear around me. I don't bring up the virus. I don't talk about the fear. I'm just bringing it up now in our meeting. I don't talk about this to anyone because uh, I don't. It doesn't really matter if you talk about it. It's the energy, and it doesn't matter if you say anything or not. It doesn't matter if you say anything. It's just the idea that there are there's a there's a frantic world, you know, that is a projection coming from your body's energy field, meaning it is a feeling. It's a feeling. So That's it's like I a feeling that. from here projects. See? So so it's like there the ego will tell you that it's out there that keeps the that keeps that sense within yourself and the thought that's that's manufacturing that sense from being seen by you because it so seems to be out there yeah no out there out there yeah there's no there's no uh, there's no turmoil in the world there's no turmoil in the world you know just projections of turmoil. And it, the projection only the projection only comes anyone's projection, whether it's another person or anything, it only comes from your sense of being a body. It comes from your sense of being a body. So knowing that it comes from your sense of being a, the body, that gives all of the responsibility to you. Yeah, because all the threat is about the body, sickness and death. Is what the, 
happening. It doesn't matter what the threat seems to be about. It's a, the fact that it's your projection, the fact that it's your projection, even another person that seems to be in turmoil or a world or anything that seems to be in turmoil, it's a projection coming from there and it's asking for compassion. It's really asking for compassion, which you can allow right now. That's it, yeah. Compassion is what it takes. Instead of judgment. Like yeah, that's exactly what allows you to see through the world is that compassion. Mm. See? It's not like you could just go, oh, I don't want the world. It's shit. Get it into a ball and toss it over there. <laughs> You know, it's, it's not like that. It gets resolved through compassion. And when you want it resolved more than anything, you'll be choosing to allow compassion. See, it, it's so it's so funny how it's it's missed a lot where there's choosing lack of compassion over compassion when it really seems like someone is doing something. Like it's someone doing something. Like that's not coming from your body's energy field. That's where you're asking for compassion. And you put that person supposedly out there in your mind to help you ask for compassion. It seems like they need something, but they're asking in your name. They're asking for you. See? That's why this seems really dangerous to people, too, because the way it's taken a lot, you know, sometimes it takes years. As you can see, it takes years and years for that click to happen because there's such this sense of separation. It doesn't matter what I say. It's so strong. And, and, you know, even in my own sense, I'll get a sense where I feel like I'm separate and react out of separation. It's just that, you know, there's a willingness to see it. So it's seen really fast and dropped. See, but there is, there's a lot of this holding on to that. There's a person out there being this, being such and such. Like there's really a person out there being something. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of turmoil. There isn't is turmoil in the mind. And as long as that remains, it remains unseen when it's taken to be about someone else or the world at large, let's say. Like the world's doing something. Well, isn't that why we create the world? As a sense of guilt for having separated so there's an outside world that we can judge or say is guilty or they're screwed up or whatever. Then That's right. It's putting it over there so you don't see it. You don't see where it's coming from. It's putting it over there. So that's really what creates this world, pretty much, isn't it? It It's made up. Yeah, that's what makes it up. Yeah, right? that's what. That's, how that's we, the makeup of the world, it, yes. That's how we invent it. That's it? the makeup of the world. Exactly. So it's, it's whole, the world's whole, uh, you could say, purpose is to show you evidence that you, the guilt that you thought you have is real. So it's to show you that evidence. It's to give you evidence of that. So as you teach, teach your ego, not anyone else's ego, teach your ego, teach your consciousness, 
that none of this stuff is real, then you're going to see less and less reflections of guilt. You'll see fewer and fewer reflections of guilt and feeling of guilt. The reflections come from the feeling. So you can't have that reflection without the feeling. So it's this, it's this guilty thought that you separated yourself and a guilty feeling. And then there's these manifestations that reveal to you that that guilt is justified to the ego. The guilt that you feel is very justified and the ego is going to prove it to you over and over again until you're willing to say, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't need that. You don't even have to, you don't, you don't even have to respond when a person wants to, uh, judge you, let's say that's the judgment coming from your own mind. It's a self-reflection, a judgment coming from your own mind, just so that you can heal with them. You could say, because from their perspective, that judgment is about themselves too. So it's like giving you an opportunity. We, it's like we heal together. It's not like one person heals another person. We heal together. We go together. So wherever there's a sense, you know, I brought up a little bit earlier, text messaging. You don't get a reply to your text message that you sent someone. Watch that. What is it? What is it that, that takes that personal? What is it that takes that to mean something? It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. It, you know, it's like the ego takes this thing. Okay, if I send this thing out, out, then they're supposed to get back with me. If they don't, then that means such and such and such and such. And, you know, let's take it even step further. I heard someone talking about someone ghosting them. <laughs> who gives a shit you know when that kind of stuff when that, that kind of stuff he, he, seems to happen for me i don't even like care it does not matter it's like oh that person was gonna be there and now they're not okay it's all good <laughs> and, and you know uh, oh, oh well maybe i won't make plans with them that's the ego you don't have a choice in that <laughs> You don't have a choice in whether you're going to, you know, it's like, it's like people, people go, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't make it or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Mm. It really doesn't. We've made these kinds of things matter. We've made these kinds of things mean something. And look at this kind of conditioning. It sounds like an old lady or something saying, now, Sonny, Mm. if someone sends you an email, you got to send it right back, you know, or something. Uh, Or, you know, you have to call if you don't, if you're not going to show up or something like that. You don't have a choice in it, though. You actually don't. It's like these setups. Like, hey, I saw you didn't reply to my such and such. You know, it's like, does it mean something, though? Does it mean anything? No, it doesn't mean anything. People read into all these psychological scenarios. Oh, what's that other person thinking over there? And I just need to check if they're going to respond to me. Maybe they don't think I'm that important. Maybe they don't appreciate me. Maybe I said something wrong a couple of hours ago. (laughs) See, it is funny. 
It is funny. It's fun and funny. It's fun just to watch how that whole thing plays out. Watch people seeming like they're irritated with you. Watch you seeming like you're irritated with people. You know what's funny? The more you give people a pass, you just give them a pass, the more you start to get a pass. People go, Hope, how can you just like laugh about everything? <laughs> like everything. It doesn't matter what it is. And don't people go, hey, like, what the heck? Take this seriously. Well, sure, they have, but, you know, then they get to know you. They see that's how just how you are. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> I mean, if you're not afraid of them, if you're not afraid of their judgment, if you're not judging their judgment, that's just going to change. You know, either they'll just go away out of your experience. They'll ghost you. They'll ghost you. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for ghosting me. <laughs> this was perfect. <laughs> I mean, I remember being a teenager where I'd feel all stud up, stuck up or stuck up. So what is it? Stuck, stuck on. <laughs> what is it? What is it stuck called? Up. Stuck up? No, not, not stuck, stuck up. On. It was uh, not any of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> stood up. Stood up. Okay. Feeling stood up and it's like, Ooh, oh, so sad. it's funny because like when that occurs for me, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like no, no body is important. Let's say this. No body is more important than another body. They're all just playing through your perception. They're not like you think they are. You don't need them. So in that sense, you don't need anybody. And then also, you absolutely need everybody who's in your perception at the moment. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, it's like they deserve your gratitude and full attention for as long as they're there. It's not like you have to... It's not like they say, well, you're supposed to give me your gratitude, so I'm going to stay here and you can't kick me out or something. It's not like that. It's a, you don't have a choice and stuff like that. You do actually do not have a choice in who is in your physical presence. That's a play of mind. So in recognizing that you don't have a choice, you're not trying to keep, you're not trying to push away, you're not judging any way that you're expressing yourself, you're watching. You're watching a show. You're watching a play of consciousness that's playing for the purpose of awakening from this dream and needing consciousness entirely. It's got to be a dream. It can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could say one way you can know that it's a it's a dream is that things that occur to in the in dreams are offensive to you there's no offense in you you know there's nothing like that it's having a dream as if something can offend you or hurt you or harm you or kill you make you sick like there's a virus that you can make you sick <laughs> you can catch it from another body <laughs> 
<laughs> and you have a choice in which bodies you're going to be in front of. <laughs> That's a lot of work. I talked to my mom. She's 69 years old. And um, she gets kicked out of being that age. That's her favorite age. And she... <laughs> yes, <laughs> she loves it. So, <laughs> she just gets a kick out of the number. She just gets uh, like the connotation of it and everything like that. I'm guessing she probably likes a sex position too, but we haven't had that conversation. <laughs> At least not in a while. <laughs> you know, she's, she's over there laughing it up. She's laughing it up. She's like... She's like, there's nothing to be afraid of. She's like, if it's your time to get something like that, you get it. You don't have a choice in it. It's not like you can avoid it. You know. She's she's definitely not one of those people who's that you hear about. You hear about all these people who are afraid, right? Um, my mom said, no, over there in Arizona, it, golf is open. She's like, there's a herd of people in <laughs> <Hating> the golf. <laughs> they can't help it. They 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 can't help it. You know, it's like it's like they're just not that afraid. They're just not that afraid. They can't help it. Golf is way more fun. <laughs> You hear the stories and read the stories about people who are afraid. Watch this, you guys. It's awesome because this is a this is a shifting thing. Nothing's happening here. Remember, watch this. You you get this sense that people are really afraid. Oh my God, they're uh, you know see a headline. They're stacking up bodies. Uh, now they're stacking up bodies and on places for bodies and stuff. That's also coming from your body's energy fields. That's also coming from your until you don't. You can have a different interpretation. You can have a new interpretation of that. That's not like trying to fake it. That's not trying to make a different story or anything like that. But since it's coming in your perception from your own body's energy field, you can be asking for a correction. And you start to see and hear all kinds of different things. It's like your consciousness gets open for more inspirational, even inspirational things. I love it. I go over to the news right now. It's fun. I actually go on to the news and just like watch what like on the on the internet and watch what the head. I don't even need to read any once in a while. I click in there, but mostly headlines. Watch the headlines. And it's just like it's fun. It's really fun because you see this headline and, and you know, it's like you could get for a second kind of like sideswipe. Oh, my goodness. You know, and get this feeling and it's like oh that's right nothing's happening that thing gets reinterpreted you see using everything like that everything and a thing like the a, a thing like the thing that we made up that we're all pretending is happening right now the, the thing with the virus it's a huge opportunity we've made for ourselves we've given it to ourselves it's a blessing the pope even said it was a blessing i was so proud of him <laughs> i was like wow <laughs> look at that the pope saying it's a blessing that also came from my body's energy field that's awesome <laughs> see 
Yeah, that guru Matt Kahn has got a whole 10-minute uh, video where he's thanking the coronavirus. He has numerous uh, reasons to be grateful for. Oh, yeah. that's And that's anything. That's anything that seems to occur to you. And, you know, there's there's really everything has one purpose in this world. Everything only has one purpose. And that's only for awakening the mind. So making everything one thing. That includes this thing, anything that arises. It's not like, okay, my spiritual practice is on hold now. That's what, that's what I see. You know, that's what some of my friends have told me anyways. I haven't even seen it directly, but been told that, that uh, you know, people who kind of have talked along the same lines, now this, they're taking this serious. See? That's the thing. That's how the ego plays. Oh, but what about this? Isn't this serious? Isn't this really serious? Oh, but look, now your kid is dying. Isn't this really serious? It's like, well, why would it apply to that? Why would it apply to that? And at the same time, if I find myself crying over a kid dying or my kid dying, it's okay. It's just that it's still not justified in reality. That's what lets you to see through the illusion that there are these bodies that can actually die. They're not. They're not, they're not alive and they're not going to die. They're an image in the imagination that arises and passes away in the, in the imagination. That's all. The, the love that you share between anyone that seems to die or get sick or anything like that. Even if they get sick, it's kind of like a practice, a warm-up to death. No one can really get sick. It's also coming from your body's energy field. It's also just changing images. Coming from your body's energy field means it first was seen in your own mind. You manuf manufactured that. And then it presents as a feeling and then it presents in the illusion. That's why when, you know, one of my kids or someone, someone, you know, seems to be sick, they might look sick to me or something like that. I don't believe that they're sick. I don't believe that they're sick. I'm asking for a correction in my mind for perceiving sickness in the first place. That doesn't stop me from taking care of what seems to be something maybe putting some essential oils in the in the diffuser or i don't know putting an extra cover on whatever it is if the kids want something hey i i would really feel more comfortable if you took me to the emergency room all right sure no problem it's not like you're trying to convince other people hey this isn't real <laughs> <laughs> but mom there's an axe in my head this isn't real. <laughs> it's just that don't you get confused. Don't you get confused and think that that thing that you see is really real. And look, if you find yourself confused, you're not the confusion. You're one step. Keep taking one step back from that. See? It, when it, when it's like you don't have to identify with the confusion even. It's something that's passing and it's for learning and it's going to take you to a deeper realization if you're happy about it. Oh, confusion. Hooray. Oh, there's me reacting. Hooray. 
It's not about trying to stop yourself from being a certain way, being a certain way that, you know, you don't want to see yourself. Fine, that's good to know. You don't want to see yourself like that. Good. Because you're not like that. You see yourself a certain way, you think you don't want to see yourself. Good. Because that's not the way you are. That's what it's meant to show you. So be happy about that. It's just thinking that I'm this way. And I want to change myself. So having a conversation with my son. It's real te teenage stuff. I love it. It's real teenage stuff. It's kind of like carried forward, carried forward, unless you see through it. But uh, my, my son goes, yeah, I really have to get back into working out. I just really have to, you know, make it. I have to do this thing, you know. And it's like this goal of having to do something, this goal of having to do something for yourself to kind of control your own life or make yourself or your body into something, that is the distraction. Like, gosh, I really have to get my spiritual practice on. Or gosh, I really have to get better at not reacting like that. You know, if you just watch... Everything moves toward joy. Everything moves toward more, more and more joy. You don't have to try to manage it. You don't have to use concepts or anything. And then when it comes to my son, just from having lots of experiences with my son, I don't talk with him like that automatically. Like I'm talking with you right now. It doesn't come out like that automatically. It comes out exactly as it needs to. Can that convo go a little bit away? Because it's like we're, we're recording. Thank you. <laughs> what, but when you think you have a choice in it, it's like this suffering. It's like this sense like you can't, oh, I have to make myself do this. I want to be in better shape, but then I'm eating all this junk food similar to something like that. That could be applied to anything. I want to be a better business person, but then I'm whatever. I suck at it. Whatever. <laughs> whatever the story is. See, I want to be this. I want to be that. Just let the story unfold. It's not meant for you getting something out of it. You know, if you saw what it is, you wouldn't want to get anything out of it. If you saw what this is, you wouldn't want to get anything. You wouldn't want to manifest anything because all it is, is uh, all it is, is these timelines spinning around. And you know what? We've done them millions of times. We've already done them and they're just good. They're just going in a loop. It's like, la dee da. Here we go. Here we go. Around and around and around again. It's nothing. The only thing that has any significance, the only thing that's ever real is love. And that's the only thing that can lift us out of this. You could say. You know, it's a, ultimately, ultimately you could say the creator just goes back to me, but it's like, you have to be prepared for that in a way that you're not gripping to the illusion. Cause if you want the illusion, the creator's not going to go against your will. That's your will. If you say, I want the illusion. No, I want the illusion. Even though the creator knows your real will is to be with the creator. But if you say, no, 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 I want more illusion which we're all doing. That's why we find ourselves here. We're all learning to see through that.
as long as we want this world more than reality, there's nothing the creator can do about that. You could say the creator doesn't know about this world. And that's why the creator gave us that spirit that knows who we are. And that also knows who we think we are. That spirit shows us how to unwind, kind of like unravel what we've taught to our ego about who we are. And it's a shared ego. It's not like everyone has their own ego, you know. The, the mind is completely shared. So it's like out of what your ego thinks you are, you're seeing other people. Out of what your the ego has learned, you could say what, out of what the ego has learned about who you are, you see all the other people. It's the same ego, though. It's the same way, you know, all the other people that you perceive. It's another aspect of yourself. And whatever the ego thinks they are, that's their perception of the world. That's why we go together. We heal together. Because these things come up between us. See it? <clears throat> Even the simplest thing. Even the simplest thing. The, sing the simplest little slight that you perceive. Oh, I wonder why they said it like that. The littlest anything that you have a perception of, it's for us to heal together. It's like these bodies come together to trigger each other. So why act? Why share? Why... You, know, you mentioned if the child has an accident, why heal? Why help? Why, why do anything except observe? That's all you're really capable of doing. You're not doing anything. So there's no why to it. <laughs> you just say compassion. See, it's as if you can make a choice about what your body seems to do that it's not really doing. You're not making a choice in that. So that question is, a, is itself just meant to cause confusion. Do you see? Mm -hmm. There is no why, because there's no one making a choice like that. It's a play. There's a, you could, it's, like, it's like there's one actor. And then nothing's happening. No one's doing anything. Nothing's been said here. You know, it's like it, there's this interpretation of an, of an energy that makes the illusion of a girl sitting over here talking. <laughs> and the, the words coming out of her mouth seem to be making some kind of sense to you. <laughs> Maybe. So, so. <laughs> you know nothing's happening so so just like that question is a question that's meant to convolute it see it's like as if you can make a choice and i've had people you know get kind of pissed at me before um and go well if that's true i'm just gonna sit here in this chair and that's all i'm gonna do and i go go ahead <laughs> You know, 
Let's see if that's what happens. Watch how you get driven around. You're get, you're being driven around like a puppet. You know, scientifically, physically, the way they look at it, it's funny how symbolic it is. The hormones are running everything or something. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's totally, you know, my son's been watching these shows and he's telling me, Mom, it is a trip. We're not really making any choices of what we do. Our hormones are. And I was like, we're like puppets, dude. We're like puppets. You know, that's, that's not really true because there's no such thing as a hormone. But symbolically, it's pointing. Symbolically, it's pointing. But when you take on as if you had a choice in it, that's where you're projecting guilt onto yourself. See, you'll start to see the whole, the whole world and the way, the way it occurs to you, it starts to get kind of psychedelic like, mm. you know, because it's, because you're not doing anything. It seems like you are, but we don't have that sense that you're the one who's doing stuff and you're the one choosing between things to do. It gets very light. It reveals itself as the dream like illusion that we've created and it's only you know it, it's like a, a, a more appropriate word for it is made up than created because it's made up to be destroyed and it has all these kinds of uh, kind of like warm-ups to that destruction you know, the body's end is the end of the world as you know it, as you know it. Your whole perceived world's gone in an instant. And all the other little things are just warm-ups to that. The whole thing is for nothing but awakening your mind. That's why it puts a burden on you when you're not using it for that. When you're using it for some kind of self-fulfillment. You might be able to go along for a little while. Happy, happy, happy. Don't worry. All the learning is taking place. It's perfect. And then boom. Dreams dashed. And it, you know. That's how you find out if you had some, we're putting some kind of an emotional investment into things. Basically giving it a fear-based emotion like oh no i can't lose this i have this baby i have this project i have this house whatever job i can't lose this and then when something passes away everything that arises passes away in it any moment you know any moment anything can change really fast once it passes away the upset that you feel reveals what kind of investment you made in it. Was it invest investment of love or fear? Love doesn't have any grief around it. There's no grief about it. Whether it happens to be a separation or a death or um, some apparent loss. There's no, if, if it was, if it was, related to in love 
then there's no cause for grief. It's easy to see. It's just like, I don't want to lose this. Or I hope I get that thing. This person, this object, this imaginary person that could help me build what I want. See. <laughs> <I'm just cracking up. laughs> you don't want anything you don't actually want it. it's a game it is it's a total game there's nothing that is missing there's nothing missing all that that's just acting like there's something missing there's something wrong with you you're not good enough and it's projecting it outward. So it's a this seeking. You, you, do you see how easily it is for to just be moved from peace? It's like it just the ego just will come in around the back door. It's like, oh, okay. Well, the ego will be like, you have peace now, but what about this? <laughs> Look at what you don't have. <laughs> I can give you something better than peace. <laughs> Like who minds? Who really minds? You know, it's like you just like let the love flow out of out of you. Let the love flow out of you, and everything that comes out of you is just so beautiful. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You get close with people. You get connected with people who are really you in a real way. I don't know the way. I hope they're the person who's going to do that thing that I want done. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'll do this for me. It's like, what do I want? Do I want to get something here in this world? Or do I want heaven? That's like, that, that's, that's like the last question you have to ask. You know, it also goes along with just the, the reminder, I can have peace instead of this. Whatever it seems to be. I can have peace. Oh, I can have peace instead of this. And then all of your, all of your movements, all of your motions get guided and done by the spirit in you. You don't even have to make any effort. You see, your whole day could be just like, ah, watching how the spirit moves me now. <laughs> Instead of, I know what I need to do. Don't get in my way. <laughs> you know, hurry up, hurry up. Don't, don't mess up my schedule. I plan to do this, this, this. That's one of my favorite things for, for practice too, is that sense like you are, going towards something to do something and then someone comes into your perception like for me I have kids so that's pretty easy husband even and they'll go hey uh hey hope I need you to do this for me or I'm hungry or something like that and just the sense that I've been imprisoned by that just that sense because I had a trajectory to do something and now it's like coming up and maybe I, and you know 
just in releasing that sense, everything takes care of itself and it doesn't look any particular way. I don't know how it's going to come out. It doesn't matter to me. I would even matter. But it's just easeful like that. And then, and then we don't end up relating with the person as if they're a burden, as if they're interrupting something important, as if they shouldn't be there. See, that's all of that is about us. It's about, the, it's about the self we take ourselves to be. But the ego, the way the ego presents it, it is about you. And there's believing that it's about you. And until you're willing to see that no thought is about you. They don't even touch you. It's kind of like the creator has you totally prote protected from all of these vicious projections that you put on yourself. You make an image of yourself, <coughs> even the shape of the body and the way the eyes are and everything and, and your personality and everything. It's all just, you made an image of yourself and every single one of those images is hated by the ego. <laughs> and the ego teaches you to hate it. People, people feel like they fall in love with each other when, you know, they're taking themselves to be bodies and feel like they fall in love with each other. And then maybe like really quickly start living together or something. They find out, I hate this person. <laughs> it's like, all you have to do is spend a bunch of time with a person. All you do is spend a bunch of time with a person and you'll start to see all your projections playing. This person's kind of a fucking... They were way better in my imagination, actually. <laughs> they were better on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's, no one's going to be perfect to the ego. No way. No one is going to be perfect to the ego. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like there's this buildup of things, of ideas that you have about the person, about who the person is. Uh, the next time you see them, it's like you're carrying all this baggage about them to the meeting. It's like you know, whatever, whatever, all of this stuff that seems to have gone before that's really projected now because there's no past, really being projected now and held on to right now like baggage. You're going and meeting those people with the baggage about them. So that's why relationships, as they go on, tend to turn sour. Unless there's lots of distance between people. <laughs> you don't have a beginner's mind with these people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know who they are. Mm -hmm. See? You know what they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what justifications you have for treating them the way you treat them. <laughs> about the concept that there's no past and no future yeah and then that we are simply play, playing out past thoughts okay cool that's perfect that's perfect there's not a timeline like that 
So it's a thought built on a thought, built on a thought, built on a thought. So you can look at it like an extrapolation. So there's the thought of separation and then really fast, it kind of like goes outward. You know, it's really figuratively speaking too. It's like it goes, it's like it goes outward and it makes this whole world. There's just one thought of separation. So it's like, it's a building. You can say it's a building on each other like that, but we don't have a timeline where we exist in this world from before till later. We don't really have something like that, except as a mental construct. So we, we have it, we can talk about it like, oh yeah, that was last week, that was that, or whatever. It's for making sense of things, and which is, you know, a totally illusory sense of it, right? Just so that you can go, oh, let's meet over here at one o'clock or something like that, you know? But it's there's nothing like that. And the reason the reason I'm saying that there's nothing like that is because the past has no effect. It has no effect because it's being projected now. So when you say, well, before this person acted like this and this and this and this, so I know how they are, you're wrong. Because <laughs> there's not a past like that. See? It's like, it, it, it's like, I've seen him do it like this before, but you don't really know. You don't really know. So it's like, there's no attachment to it. Like I could say, okay, my husband is uh, probably gonna go out to this land uh, pretty soon and build a freaking awesome place. Cause I've seen before that when he gets excited about something, he goes for it. Do I give a shit if he does it? No, that's the thing. So people will use the past to try to make it like that means that that's how it's supposed to go. You don't know. You have no idea how it's supposed to go. And since there's no future, there's nothing to long for. That's why I say those things. Since there's no future, there's nothing to long for because nothing is coming. That is projected now. There's only now. And the longing itself produces more to long for, produces a lack. It actually produces a sense of lack. So that gives you more to long for. It's like it multiplies this illusion that you're not complete. I'm incomplete. I still feel incomplete. It's another thing. Okay, I got that thing. Wow, that was a lot of work. Wow, that was a lot of conflict. All right, I need another thing now. Let's go this way, you know. When these manifestations can just be coming so easily because they're not interesting in that way to you. Oh, so what if they do? So what if they don't? Oh, I, I spend a million dollars, I make a million dollars. It's not a difference. No difference. It's the same. I'm... Uh, I'm 300 pounds, I'm 120 pounds. Doesn't matter, it's all the same. I'm happy, I'm sad. I'm happy about this, I'm sad about this. You're not happy about things or sad about things. That's not true. Those things have, don't have the power to sway you like that. 
the swaying is first and then the things. <laughs> the idea that you could be unhappy makes the illusion of things that seem to make you unhappy, but they can't. They don't have any power to do that. So every time there's this reaffirmation, and it's something that I hear around Puna, this react af affirmation, I feel sad because, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. That's just making the illusions true. That's just giving justification for a feeling that has no justification at all. And it's really a projection of guilt. I feel sad because I saw you kissing Billy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I'm using the idea that I saw you kissing Billy to attack myself and make myself feel sad. That's more like it. I'm using it. I'm doing it. I want to feel sad about that so I don't know what I'm really sad about. I want to pretend like I'm sad that my dog died, so I won't. Even my kid, make it as grave as that. Go ahead. Uh -oh. I want to be uh, sad because my kid died. It's, tr it's true. You You want that. You know, it, it really, if you're honest, you'd be like thanking that kid for giving you that sense that you wanted. Thank you. Thank you for arising and passing like that. When they seem to condemn you. Thank you. That's perfect for me. Whatever feeling reaction that arises as a result of it, that's what I know I wanted. And that's why I made the person appear to me like that. And I'm so glad because just like me, they are also kept safe in the creator, completely shielded from any of my nasty ass thoughts about them. Those don't, those don't touch them. They don't do anything. But they also don't have an effect on my mind if there's willingness to learn. Or you could say allow the ego to be taught. See? And the, the ego itself, the ego itself learns to be a happy learner. Or unlearner. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ego learns about who you are. You teach. You teach the ego. But when you think you're teaching another person's ego, that's you learning from the ego, not teaching the ego. If you think you have something to teach another person's ego... That's the ego teaching you. You're being receptive to ego. Because you know what you're missing is that your perception, you're having a perception of them operating under the influence of ego is coming from ego. 
and you would need to use ego to analyze them. It's not like that at all. You're having a perception of them is coming from you. So if you perceive ego in them, go back to the source of where the, the perception of ego came from. They don't have an ego just like you don't. But you can, you can bet that if you had a perception of ego in them, that you too are joined for healing. And in that, it just takes one, just takes one of them, one of the players... They go, oh, I know what this is for. And everyone gets a release. Everyone involved gets released like that. Eventually, everyone will start making the choice for truth. But before everyone's making the choice for truth, it's the responsibility of the one who has more in that moment. It's kind of like... It's kind, of, it's kind of like a, a real generosity. It's like you have more in that moment to share. They may have more in another moment to share. But in that moment, you have more to share. So you offer it. And you have a perception of them being with an ego or under the influence of the ego. And taking responsibility for that yourself, that's the ultimate generosity. Because it just lets them completely off the hook for something that you made them out to be. And it's healing for you and them. Everyone benefits from it. Oh, they were just acting from their ego. <laughs> Yes, it's putting the error in your mind onto a person. That's exactly it. And while you have it pinned to the person that seems to be out there, you can't see or ask for correction for the error in your mind. So while you have that person out there being under the influence of the ego, you cannot see how your mind is under the influence of the ego. That's why you don't need to go around correcting anyone. Correcting people is the opposite of asking for a correction. So that means healing or anything. Physician, heal thyself. Yes, it's in your own mind. Even when I talk about heal the sick and raise the dead, it's in your own mind. That's something that the mind has the power to even raise the dead. That's something the mind has the power to do. But we made it into this limited thing that doesn't have any power. I mean, where there's willingness to see this, it'll start being seen more and more. That's why I'm so grateful to share it with you guys. And I, and I sense the willingness here. I sense the willingness in this space and... Um, from the people who come on Wisdom Dialogues online too. And I appreciate that so much. That's such a blessing. It's like once the, once the mind reaches a point where there's enough belief, 
we're going to see it. But you have to believe before you see it. That's the way it goes. Oh, show me evidence of it in a world that's meant to say that you're guilty and limited. Sure, that'll happen. Never. Never. It'll just keep on going on forever and ever and ever and ever. Not for eternity, but for just as long as this thing is kept up spinning like this. You know, it's like, it's like we're, we're making this thing like keep it. it ha, it's, it's totally in motion. It has to have a motion to get this sense like there's all this solid stuff all around us. And then it's just kind of like slowed down to this one specific timeline that has to do about your life. But they've all been lived. They've all been lived. They're useless. They're not going anywhere. They're meaningless. All the longings, all the frustrations, all the upsets, all the joys of getting something in the world, you know, it's just nothing. There's nothing here. It's taking a lot of effort, in fact, to keep it spinning. That's why I always say you can relax a little bit more. Always. No matter how relaxed you think you are. Watch. You may be able to do an experiment with it. I've done experiments with that. Can I really just keep on relaxing? Yeah, until you get to a place where you're like so freaking scared. You got to like, come back. Yeah, you can always relax a little bit more. And come up against that, and come up against that, that fear. And you know, you're only going to take as much as you can take. And then you're going to come back. But if you let yourself go, 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 you get up against something that's like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second. I'm on, I go past that. And you see, you see for yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. Just like go, oh, I can relax a little bit more. Start with that before you ever even get close to approaching that sense of fear of the, losing the whole world. Before you even get close to that sense, you know, just the sense of, oh, I can relax a little bit more like that. It gets you on that track, so to speak. It's like the, it gets you on that journey that you're meant to take with spirit to see through this illusion. So whenever there's any sense and any, at any time, you could be watching a show or, you know, I don't know, listening to music, hanging out with your friends. The thought occurs to you, oh, I could relax a little bit more. And you let that be. Watch. It'll unfold for you. It'll present itself from to you. But every time you get caught up in something, you're pushing it away. That doesn't mean you lose anything. You don't lose any ground. So don't think of it like that. It's kind of like wasting away, wasting it away. It's almost like one way I've heard it said is the body is like food for consciousness, right? Like this body is like this. It's constantly being eaten away by consciousness until it's dead, <laughs> right? So as this thing is being eaten away, use it. Yeah, if you're getting the illusion of this thing being eaten to, eaten away, get, make good use of it. Don't waste it. Okay? If you waste it, it's okay. You'll get another one. <laughs> Do it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> it never ends. Yes. Are there practices that, that bring one more to the point of, of 
realizing the illusion. I know it's different for each person, but thought occurred to me a discipline would really sort of be steadfast around staying awake, staying awake, breathing deeper, breathing fuller, being more conscious about the fact that this actually is a play. Yes. But my energy state oftentimes determines my capacity to see that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and definitely. So practices and disciplines I find oftentimes allow me to be more awake. Yeah, it could seem like that. Just don't don't put a whole bunch of weight on them like that. Like any practice, just hold it really lightly, because because what happens is if the if the practice itself becomes the routine for you, it becomes like almost like the the object that you want to attain to. You know, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself using that kind of to do its opposite the opposite of what you wanted. Because that becomes more of the focal. The mind is the mind is really susceptible to becoming um, becoming. Mm, what's the word? Um, intertwined with what the, it thinks the practice should be, and so then that'll affect the, the emotional state because of what's thought about that. So then that'll make it so that you, you will think you're being more conscious when you've had your spiritual practice, but won't really know what's going on. It's like really a way to make it confusing. So that's why I would just like get that completely out of my mind and let the practice come as it does. See, because if you're thinking about a practice and thinking about something that you can practice in the world to get you there, that's not the presence right there. It's like it's like put, trying to make presence in the future that doesn't exist. See, it's still trying to use the world. That's why there's not not anything wrong with it. It's all part of it, you know. People go through these kind of phases, like, um, you know, like my son right now thinking that he needs to work out and he needs to do something about it. Maybe, um, you know, just uh, get more motivated like that. This is really cute to watch because it's like how the how the ego works. Okay, I'm going to get more motivated to see through this illusion, to be more conscious all the time. You don't have to work that hard, though, because you see, when you get the perception that you were not present, that's a beautiful learning. When you just get the perception that you were not present, that is perfect for you. So you don't really need any practice. You don't really need any practice you know, on any level. You don't need to be having any practice because all you can do is observe and choose. You choose love or fear, truth or illusion. That's all. Nothing else is going on. And, and you know, I could say from my own experience that I perceive practices going on. I just perceive them arising. But it's like, what am I doing right now? I, I don't know. Let's see. I'll go to the memory and it'll tell me what I've been doing for practice and and I don't really give a shit. It doesn't matter. It's not relevant. Nothing happened. And then everything everything's just for play. Everything's just for fun. I'll find myself in practices. Find myself in heart practice a lot. Yoga practice. Rolling practice. <laughs> but, but for the most part, you know, um, for the most part, I find myself hearing the voice of the spirit. 
And that is really, you know, for me, that's all I want to hear. So when there's other kinds of thoughts occupying my mind and I'm willing to hear the voice of the spirit, that becomes the real practice. Not anything else that I could be doing. It's just like offering a little bit of willingness. Offering, if I, if I feel upset, if I feel like I've done it wrong, if I feel like I wasn't listening well enough, for instance, that's not opportunity to listen. There's not the past of me not listening in the past. There's just an illusion that I'm this image that didn't listen in the past. But since that's not true, I can accept my guidance right now. And be made glad now. That's the thing. I know for sure if I feel any way out of sorts, frustrated or anything, any way out of sorts, I am mistaken. And I know if I have a perception of someone else thinking that someone, something is out of source, there is a mistake that's asking for compassion. Not they have it. Not they have it. There is a mistake asking for compassion, asking for forgiveness. And that can be allowed right now through me. I don't have to express anything to them. I don't have a choice in it. But right now through me with the willingness to see that that's not over there, that it's coming from my mind. It's like, oh, there is such and such. That's not really about them. Where there's willingness to see that, healing happens. Because forgiveness happens. You know, I've talked about how the forgiveness, real forgiveness is forgiving them for what they did not do. They could not do. They could not do that thing or say that thing that you thought they said. And the same thing with yourself, forgiving yourself for what you could not do. You could not be present or not present. You don't have a choice in that. What's, what justifies that is what you're taking to be true. What justifies the choice you make, take what you're taking to be true. In consciousness. So hooray. Yeah. Do we have more questions? <laughs> it seems like what's happening in, that, that this world is based on separation so there's fear which is separation and destruction and there's love which is union and creation so it seems like this apparent uh, virus the fear and then all the separation it's creating uh, apparently everyone has to be isolated six feet away people getting arrested for hugging and Stuff, uh, is, is the inevitable result outcome of a world based on separation uh, and the, the destruction that leads to disease and death that this is just the, the inevitable outcome of such a world based on separation and fear whereas the you say the compassion the love which would want to bring people together to to join, to cooperate, to share, to forgive, 
and and to coexist in in peace that uh, that's uh, maybe because now this is playing out to such a grand extent that it's meant to the old order is pass away to bring forth the course of miracles says the end of the world isn't its destruction but its translation into heaven where we want we're wanting this heaven yeah this is just going to dissolve though yeah this is just going to dissolve right it's actually you're going to see through it yeah first you're going to see the the real world the world that's created in love so you might see it evolve into something but ultimately it's just going going to dissolve it's not gonna evolve into anything as long as you're holding it as if there's other people out there though mm. that's that that's the thing because that comes that comes according to your choosing to let that go you're choosing to surrender that you're choosing to take responsibility it's not like you can say well my mind is peaceful and then i see this turmoil going on out there it's not like that you have to take responsibility for for it if your mind is 100 percent peaceful you won't see a world of separation at all so the whole thing with seeing a world of separation is for undoing it is for allowing the more peace into your mind until it's completely full of peace and there's no more shred of an idea of sin in there an idea of a guilty person see well i guess the idea is what there's only one self there's not a lot of selves myself and all seven and a half billion people it's all one i am identity that we all share in common yes that's it and you, and that needs to be applied to every situation that's what i'm saying it actually needs to be applied to the situations it can't be there this lip service of it's all one there's only one of us even though there's 7.5 billion and then those guys over there are in this turmoil they're not they're not really there they're totally protected just like you you think they're in turmoil because you think you're in turmoil and then at the same time give lip service to it's all one and i have a peaceful mind see that that's how it's going to get healed when you actually see that and and watch it and and watch it resolve on its own because because you see it your awareness is like light that just dissolves mist it's like sunlight so you're not healing other people you're just healing the idea that there are other people. <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> yes that's it yes look at it like that look at it like that yeah that's what they asked from ramana maharshi how are we supposed to treat other people and he says there are no other people yes <laughs> so hooray we're gonna have a song by leah we may or may not um cut off because my battery's low i was doing a video today i wasn't expecting that and um yeah so i love you and here's a beautiful song can, can we point the camera yeah um no no need no need okay what i'm gonna do is do this then i love you this song is a song of gratitude. <laughs> Yay. Because <laughs> gratitude is such an important key that I have discovered in my life. <laughs> and this song is the first song that came through this year. Um, and it's called Grateful for This Day. Mm -hmm. 
Aloha, everyone. I love you.